friends, and welcome to 1,000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark, and this is day three of our walk together with Jesus through Holy Week. Uh, Sunday, Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey, and yesterday he made a whip of cords and cleansed the temple. Mark uh, chapter 11, 15 through 19, tells yesterday's story about the temple cleansing, and the last verse in that scene, verse 19, says this, When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In other words, last night, maybe they camped out somewhere under the stars before getting up early this morning and making their way back into Jerusalem. I'd like to take that plausible camp-out scene as a starting point from which to imagine a fictionalized meditation for today's Holy Week episode. I want to allow it to lead us way back in time to an encounter between God and Abraham in Genesis 22. A friend of mine has said that the Bible isn't the story of everything God ever did. It's a particular story. And here's the outline. The Bible is the story of God fulfilling his promise to a man named Abraham through a man named Jesus Christ. I can't help but imagine that Jesus was thinking about how all that God had carefully built over thousands of years since that promise to Abraham was finally gathering into a climax and would be finished just a few days from now. Nobody could possibly be more aware of all that had gone into this enormously complex and arduous labor of love, creating a holy people, beginning with Abraham, the Exodus, Sinai, the promised land conquest, the monarchy being established, the temple, civil war after Solomon, exile, return to the land, and then silence for 400 years until John the Baptist cried out in the wilderness that God himself, in the flesh, had finally come. So today, let's just camp out under the countless stars and remember what God has done leading up to this moment and what that might mean to Jesus in a moment of quiet as the campfire dwindles to coals outside the city of David. Genesis 22, 1 through 18. God said to him, Abraham, here I am, Abraham replied. God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah. Offer him up there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will indicate to you. Early in the morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey, He took two of his young servants with him, along with his son, Isaac. And when he had cut the wood for the burnt offering, he started out for the place God had spoken to him about. On the third day, Abraham caught sight of the place in the distance. So he said to his servants, You two stay here with the donkey, while the boy and I will go up there. We'll worship, and then we'll return to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and put it on his son Isaac. 
And then he took the fire and the knife in his hand. And the two of them walked on together. Isaac said to his father, Abraham, My father? What is it, my son? He replied. Well, here is the fire and the wood, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham replied. And the two of them continued on together. When they came to the place God had told him about, Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood on it. And next he tied up his son Isaac and placed him on the altar, on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand. He took the knife and he prepared to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he answered. Do not harm the boy the angel said. Do not do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God because you did not withhold your son, your only son, from me. Abraham looked up and saw behind him a ram caught in the bushes by its horns. So he went over and got the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place The Lord provides, and it is said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, provision will be made. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, I solemnly swear by my own name, decrees the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you, and I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be as countless as the stars in the sky or the grains of sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the strongholds of their enemies. And because you have obeyed me, all the nations of the earth will pronounce blessings on one another using the name of your descendants. Imagine with me bringing home the stars. Jesus rubs his arms and hands in the firelight. Some muscle in his back strained a little earlier in the day when he was turning the tables of the money changers over and driving out the animals. He clears his throat and feels the soreness from having raised his voice. He swallows a hard swallow. A wooden ladle taps against a cook pot, and Andrew's feet scrape the ground, throwing little whirls of dust up to catch the warm flicker of the campfire. Rabbi, here, eat something, Andrew says, and hands him a little bowl. He's not really hungry, but he takes the bowl and raises his face to his friend. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew nods and smiles, a worried smile. A few hours pass, and the various sounds of shuffling and chatter have dwindled down, like the campfire itself has dwindled down, to an occasional crackle from barely glowing coals, peeking through their white ash mantle. They are like old, old faces, whose bright life is now buried beneath the layered detritus of age. Whatever warmth comes to the surface 
comes, as it were, from a great distance. Everyone is sleeping now. Everyone but him. His back turned to the coals. He faces the darkness. And the faraway stars. There they are, dappled and blinking upon the face of the heavens. So many. Like scattered seed, hovering in black soil, burning for the husk to break, waiting to hear their names called. Jesus crinkles his bare feet in the grit beneath them and pinches little clumps of dirt between his toes. Tiny particles glimmer as he turns the earth. Bits of sand dispersed amidst the soil catch moonlight and starlight on their impossibly small crystalline facets and he glimpses them hidden there like nearly imperceptible pearls in a field. The air is still, but then the barest breath of a breeze brushes by, just enough to alert the little hairs on his arms and legs. And he remembers his own words to the Sadducees, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the living for to him all are alive. And the muscles in his face tighten, and a burning gathers to press from behind his eyes. He smiles and cries quietly there. Father, go tell Abraham that the night sky is so full and beautiful. Tell him the Lord still provides on Isaac's hill. He scoops up some of the dust and brings it close to his face, so close, the breath of his nostrils stirs it a little. The dust smells and feels good, and he rubs it into his own hands and forearms. His feet are already covered in it. He prays again, whispering, Go tell Sarah, go tell laughing Sarah, that her barren arms will be filled, Father. More children than she can count. We'll laugh together before too long. The later it gets, the colder. Jesus stands and walks a little to get his blood moving. A little ways away from the camp now, he lifts his face and hands to heaven and gazes silently, slowly around, seeming to look every glittering star directly in its eye. Each of those pale little lamps seems glazed over, clouded over in blindness. Seen, but not seeing. Lost, but looked for. Maybe like fruit fallen from a tree, hidden in tall grass. Looking up to heaven, he says, Faithful Father, I remember the face of Abraham, that Chaldean of Ur. I remember how he listened. Someone behind him in the camp snores, snorts, and rolls over. It's quiet again. He goes on. Father, I remember the promise we gave. And that he believed. Tonight beneath these stars I keep that promise and count it kept. I remember when Isaac was bound. I remember the ram caught in the thorns. He took in a deep breath 
and let it out slowly through his teeth. He will be caught again, I know. A restlessness grows as the cold night presses in and his body is filled with mingled eagerness and anxiety, like a cliff diver looking at the water far below from the precipice. He places both hands on his head, rubs his face and eyes, and crosses his arms, hugging his body. All these years, Father, after all these years, it will finally be done. Amen, he says, breathing in. Amen, he says, breathing out. And all about his body, the wind flaps his seamless garment. Here is a sonnet on one of the most mysterious of the sayings of Jesus in John's Gospel, chapter 8 and verse 58, where he says, Before Abraham was, I am. And here he identifies himself with the sacred name of God himself. When Moses asks God, who has called himself the God of Abraham, who he is, he says, I am that I am. And in this sonnet, I also reflect on Jesus' beautiful call to us when we're exhausted and weary to come to him and find rest and refreshment, which I believe we do because we come back in him to the beautiful and all-renewing source of our own little I amness. So here is, before Abraham was, I am. O pure I am, the source of everything, the wellspring of my inner consciousness, the song within the songs I find to sing, the bliss of being and the crown of bliss. You iterate and indwell all the instants wherein I wake and wonder that I am as every moment of my own existence runs over from the fountain of your name. I turn with Jacob, Isaac, Abraham, with everyone whom you have called to be. I turn with all the fallen race of Adam to hear you calling, calling, come to me. With them I come, all weary and oppressed, and lay my labours at your feet and rest. Oh, Abraham, leave your life and go to a land I will show you. A nation be born Just 
Tuesday in Holy Week. O God, by the passion of thy blessed Son, didst make an instrument of shameful death 
to be unto us the means of life. Grant us so to glory in the cross of Christ that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.